2: Welcome to The Family Car Selling Secrets with
3: Doug Sprinthal,
1: Linda Lucas,
3: Andy Brent Bernard,
1: and Cassie Schrader.
2: And we'll be right back with Car Selling Secrets. Are you jumping in right here? No, we got to do a commercial, don't we? We just want to make Brad sure we do a commercial. And yeah. then we
1: just jump into Car yep. Selling Secrets. You
2: can do that. We'll get it done. We'll be right back. Linda Lucas, our special guest with The Family. There Gold it is, Motor baby. Car Selling secrets.
3: Welcome to Car Selling Secrets. We really have to rename this thing because you know we did a lot of secrets the the first couple episodes, but there really aren't that many. It's really more stories <laughs> nice. about people that are either in the car business or associated with it. Really happy to have a special guest this week, Linda Lucas, who is a hot rodder. She's a gearhead. Um, mm-hmm. she's on the board of the Minnesota Street Rod Association and their their ultimate event every year of course is back to the 50s which is it's the first summer weekend in June usually
5: It's the 40 no let me 27th weekend of the year
3: Okay well It doesn't uh,
5: always fall on Father's Day Okay
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh,
3: that's good Linda we always ask guests that when they first come on the show to share a story about the first car they ever owned What was your first car oh,
5: okay I'm back up just a little bit Um, I was the first girl in carburetor class in high school. Okay. Okay. I loved cars. So right after graduation, uh, prior to that I hung out with cars. I had uh, a lot of male friends and just really enjoyed the car culture and go to the drag strip and stuff like that. So right out of high school I saved up my money and I bought a 54 Ford. And the... uh, group of guys in, in clubs that I hung with, they nosed, decked, shaved, raked it for me.
3: Okay, now, not everybody that listens <laughs> knows what you just said. I actually know okay. what that means, <laughs> but if <laughs> you could explain That's that. That's a good point. I'm it's not, it's it's not, not raking it's the grass. It's like a track two razor. <laughs>
5: no. It, um, when you nose it, you take the hood ornament off. Okay. Okay. When you shave it, the door handles go. Uh, when you deck it, there goes the, the back lock on the key. Uh, and, of course, when it's raked, it's down to the ground. So that, that was what happened with those. Um, at that time in the life with the car culture, everybody wrote the name of their car on their fender. Mine was called Flying Blind because I was very nearsighted and never wore my glasses. <laughs> so that's how I got started into the car culture. Um, I started the first girl car club that uh, was called the Monterey's. I can't say the first, but we call it the Monterey's. So I was dragging out at the old uh, Twin Cities drag strip, where is where I'd run my car. Is
3: that what was later called North Star? Oh,
5: I can't respond to that. I'm not sure.
3: Okay, where where out was on it? Out in eight,
5: out on County Eight. Okay. It was out there, and um, then I got involved in doing some stock car racing. And really? It was fun. I um, did it up in Park Rapids, and then I went up to Winnipeg. And actually, I'm going to start. I went to Winnipeg first. It was the first time I did it. And the car clubs I was uh, hanging out with, they said, "Lindy, we have a powder puff. And I went, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what's a powder puff? And they said, well, we got some gals racing. Well, there were about 30 cars and not all gals. I came in 11th, and I got some money. <laughs> and I got hooked. And so then we started uh, taking my little 54, and I started doing a little bit of stock car racing with them, but It was basically on the drag strip.
3: Okay. Well, that's So was that uh, dirt tracks or... or- or paved, when, or? one
5: dirt track and been paved, Yeah. Well, yeah. You, uh,
1: you, <laughs> I'm just like you. Yeah. Well, this is weird. I mean,
3: I'm gonna turn this over to Cassie. <laughs> Go
1: weird. ahead. What did you do now? Cassie just found so her mom. So much in common. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Found her Why? mom. <laughs> well, uh, no, I grew up in the same. I grew up the same way. I took auto mechanics. I, I love had, it. you know, a lot of. I had all. I, I was just talking about this the other day that. I have all guy friends because I can't stand girl drama, and I love being in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a truth. It's a I know. I know.
2: Yeah. Andy, that
3: was Tom, let's go. <laughs> yeah,
2: we
1: gotta get. We gotta <laughs> leave.
3: Let's take it. No, like, turn
6: the lights off Andy, in forty minutes. She talks minutes. about all the time how she doesn't want to have girls because she doesn't want to deal with the drama. Yeah. So yeah. apparently that's a who says that? A, a Melissa. Oh, Melissa does yeah. too. No, apparently like, that's a thing now. Most
1: of, all, all my friends in high school were all guys, and um, you know my mom always taught me. She goes, "Never depend on a man to take care of everything for you." So, and I was a daddy's girl and a tomboy. Which so. is
3: probably good advice because I've you met your husband. He can, he
1: couldn't close an open-faced <laughs> no. sandwich.
2: Ooh! No.
1: There's no. a shot. <laughs> but, like, mm. I, I took, you know, wood shop class. I learned how to, you know, put tile down. I, I've learned how to work on my cars, change my oil and all this stuff and tinker with Carburetors and rebuilds. So, how did stuff? you
3: two start? I mean, what was the, and, I mean, and it's probably a different story, but at some point, did somebody say, hey, do you want to learn how to well, set the points on a distributor or change a, you know,
1: valve well, cover
3: gasket or whatever it was?
1: Well, for me, it started. My parents were baby boomers, and my dad worked on his truck all the time. And I just, I thought it was intriguing. So, it started off me handing him tools that he needed if he needed a five-eighths wrench or you know stuff like that and i'm like well what are we what are we using these tools for so then i got and of course he used me because i was so tiny i could get in all those little spaces (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so i could like crawl up practically in the engine compartment okay and uh help them you know take apart stuff or you know so i've replaced valve cover gaskets and all that stuff
3: this could be awesome so if there are people that are listening that have mechanical questions about cars please call in at 612-295-1526 and cassie and uh, linda can help you out see i
1: also grew up in the classic car and hot rod Mm -hmm. culture too i used to go to back to the 50s and go to car shows all the time and as i became a teen this is when Porky's was still Mm -hmm. on university we would go there every weekend as teenagers. My boyfriend at the time had a 66 Mustang, and his dad in a 67 or 68 Newport. Huge car, convertible. Mm-hmm. And we would take those up there and just, and we'd have fun and we would drag race up and down university. We weren't supposed to be, but it you know, was <laughs> really? so fun. So, so Linda, Lake
2: Street too back What in the day.
1: happened? Was
3: in when was the, what was the first thing that got you going saying, I want to learn how to do this?
5: You know, I I can't even identify when it happened. Other than, um, I'm gonna have to say I have three daughters, and you sound like all three of them. <laughs> it's, it's you the sound history like of my all three, three of them.
2: My wife is here, Linda. Hi. Girdle right. <laughs> is here. We're just—it's a good thing because I know that you didn't grow up as a tomboy, so you can have a little. Let me. I get, actually did. Yeah, she did too. Actually, to tell you the truth, yeah. it's great to be around tough women. That's all I know.
0: But I had I had three brothers. Three brothers who, yeah constantly (laughs) either pounding on me or i had to learn (laughs) i had to learn how to defend myself so linda's
3: on the board of the minnesota street rod association that puts on back to the 50s nice she's talking about growing up being a gearhead girl Mm -hmm. and cassie is in love (laughs) That, I know. I'm just catching you up <laughs> on what's happened so far. Thank you. I'm
5: glad. It's amazing with the connection. The timing couldn't have been better. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm smiling with everything that Cassie said, and I have to go back to when you mentioned your brother. Mm-hmm. I had a brother 17 months younger than I was, and um, when I moved out of the house because I was going to get married, he took all my trophies. <gasps> what? Sounds like a male thing to but, do. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, boy. This Part is why we, we marched We definitely have to leave.
3: Yeah.
5: Part of that was when I met my husband to be, he said to me, because uh, we're still going out to the racetrack, and I'm still doing this, and I have my hot rod car and, and all that stuff. And he finally said to me, he said, you know, I want a wife, not a buddy. And uh, so it was whoa. like, okay, because he wanted the nuclear family and... The children yeah. doing like that, so I kind of backed away from so it. So, this for was a lot years. of cooking
3: and cleaning was yes. the vision. You know, yes. Look at the look on her face. The great Eber look. The
5: high heels and the sundress. Yeah, that whole effect from way back then. I feel like
2: you and Barbara Billingsley?
0: Yeah, there you go. But
5: uh, then we started working on cars together <laughs> and stuff from there. But yeah, so it was high school and it was the mean girl thing. And I, I was very involved um. in junior achievement and things that kept me uh, independent. My mom said to me, um, and this so when I was 12 years old, she said, impossible spells, I am possible. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want to do. I like that. I wanted to work on cars. I it's fun. I enjoy cars.
3: So what do you have? What, do you have a classic car now? Oh, yes. What do you have?
5: Um, well, right now we have a 1939 Chevy convertible. Ooh. However, they didn't make convertibles <laughs> in 1939. Yeah, I was oh. going yeah. So we took a uh, 39 Coupe. And I had the top chopped off, and the guy that was doing the work didn't want to do it and did everything to talk us out of it. And we said, no, we want the top off. So it took us six and a half years to build because you have to pay for it as you build it. Mm -hmm. So it took us six and a half years to build. Um, It's won tons of awards, and we drive it everywhere. And, uh, in fact, it's on a 2020 calendar right now. Oh, that's great. So we just got the notice on that in July. But, yeah. So awesome. what's
3: the favorite car that you've ever either built or owned? The one we have right now. The, the, okay. <laughs>
5: yeah, the Chevy. Al's uh, working on 57 pickup truck now. But there are so many cars out there. You look at them. I mean, it, everyone's a work of art. Every person has their own taste, does their own build. I mean, I love rat rods. A lot of people don't like them at all,
0: and I love rat rods.
3: Okay, for for those of us that don't (laughs) speak that, tell (laughs) us what a rat rod is. I mean, I know, but.
0: Yeah, well. Tom might not. (laughs) I
5: do not know what a rat rod is. It's pretty much the stuff you grew up with. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's taking some metal and, and doing creative work on it and doing sculpture work on it and putting a big engine in it, and it's keeps the original patina and usually it's on a passenger car chassis but we've seen them on other things that uh, didn't be on there but
3: my wife is from hastings and a couple of oh, times in the did. summer we'll hit the hastings car show mm-hmm. i just love it down there show. it's mm-hmm. so yeah. much fun and and there have been a lot of rat rods down there some like old farm trucks that have got the yep. jam big motors in them yep. mm-hmm they, this, the rat rods look like they shouldn't actually be on the road or race. would even run, but they're pretty spectacular. <laughs> yeah.
5: I so, know, right? You know, some are really good and some are... But it's the same thing with any type of street riding. Yeah. You know, whatever you would do with it. so.
3: How many cars do you get at back to the 50s? Well, our, our... On the 27th weekend of the year. <laughs> down 27th of the year. Halloween
5: <laughs> is the 27th. I'm doing it memory. That's okay. Now, you guys yeah, do a I pretty know. good job marketing and I don't know if you know that. <laughs> the... Um, Our uh, we exceeded twelve thousand. This last year was eleven thousand three hundred forty-five. Now this is nineteen sixty-four and older. Right.
3: So So no real. Late '60s muscle cars. No, it's all no, the...
5: and one of our biggest challenges from people is, you know, my Mustang is '64. Well, they put Mustang out in '64 and a half, and yeah. if they look at the Vienna right it's a '65. Yeah. So Mustangs, we we don't allow. Actually, them. I
3: know how you can tell by looking because if they have the Falcon speedometer dash, it's a '64 and a half.
0: There you
5: go.
3: And if it's a '60, my first car was a '65 Mustang.
0: My yeah. first car was a 1964 Mustang convertible with that Ooh. split windshield uh, rear. Yeah, so it had to have be been 64 and, wow. and a half, yeah. 64 and a half, so it wouldn't no, make it. No, it wouldn't. <sighs> no. Uh,
5: you're
2: out. That thing yeah, was fast.
0: back to the 50s yeah, is, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> none for you. <laughs> you. Get out. I don't, I don't own it anymore. So anyway,
5: so.
1: No, I was going to say, say, back to the 50s car.
5: is the only place where MSRA has a year qualification. Oh. So we cut it off at 64, and we fill those fairgrounds. You know people are saying yeah. can't you go higher because national went to 87 i believe mm. and we Ooh, said, no God. i mean you don't we have room. Fill those and it's it's great, it's great. I, I
3: can tell you how i always know it's back to the 50s starting that thursday mm. <clears throat> i'll start seeing cars broken down the side <laughs> yeah. of the road <laughs> overheated and they feel sorry you know they're driving from kansas or iowa oh, or yeah. wherever and yeah. you know something gives out and they all seem to make it and you yeah. just pray there's not a hailstorm. Yeah. And then yeah, all those a lot of those cars are the metal so thick on them. It's not going to hurt them much anyway. Yeah. But
5: yeah, well we have. I mean, we have cars come from all over, and I mean, from other countries that have come in for it. Mm-hmm. And really? we have people that come in from other countries and buy cars and ship them back from the auction and stuff like that. So
3: you have an yeah. auction at back the fifties. Yeah, we oh, uh, I don't know we've that. had
5: one for. Oh my gosh, I want to say it. I'm going to say off the top of my head maybe 20 years. Oh, okay. Uh, right now, Twin City Auction has done it for the last six or seven probably oh. years on it. It's a two-day event, and they sell a little over $2 million worth of cars going through there. So, yeah, all classic cars.
0: What's the most expensive car that's ever gone in auction?
5: That I can't respond to. I don't know for that one. They do list it and post uh, all the years and all the cars and stuff on their website, so we do know what the sale price and stuff is on them. Okay. But uh, they're a vendor. I mean, they pay to be there.
3: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Because I think it's so funny because Catherine is a car woman. Uh, you know, you've always loved cars. Well, you have.
0: Yeah, I have kind of like <clears throat> specific taste though. I'm I, I don't like like a certain like if it's if it's a cool looking car then I like it. I'll I'm show not you really
5: my picture a... during the break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: That, that's exactly it. No, it's it's interesting. Well, Cassie's all excited over here. I she, know, her heart well, is racing.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I I love car shows. It, it's a great culture because it's everybody is like-minded. They're coming together to for the love of. They're pieces of art for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot you know, of them are. Because they're, yeah. I mean, they're old, but yet they look brand new. They're well taken care of. I mean, we had. I grew up in Bloomington. There was um, a restaurant called Ch- Chubby Checkers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And just us people in Bloomington, we would just, everybody, it was like a mini car show every weekend. We would just all go up to Chubby's in our classic cars, and just everybody, and we would just sit out in the parking lot. We'd go in and have food, come out, and just, you know talk and have fun and just enjoy the cars and that's how it is when you go to i don't see as many of the smaller car shows anymore there's still a lot of them i mean from uh, restaurants that are doing
5: them to um i mean culver's all over different ones have them Um, mexican restaurants taco tuesdays do them oh really And, and on weekends there's probably 30 car shows every day Really? Wow. there are a lot of. Uh, it is. Amazing. I'm sure
0: there's a Facebook group where you yeah. can find
2: them. There are several. Well,
0: <laughs> might, All right, might. ladies, we've got to take oh, a quick break, and we'll
3: be right back. Look at
2: you hosting up <laughs> a <story. laughs> How about
3: that, <laughs> man?
0: Driving the show. Yeah.
2: The got back. I will be back. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working
3: with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better
2: than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK.
4: Offer good for a limited time. Call
3: Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We were back with women in cars. Go ahead, Cassie. (laughs) Fire away. Special guest, Linda Lucas, board member of the Minnesota Street Rod Association and a car enthusiast, builder, and owner since... Early teens, it sounds like.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
5: she just
3: shared
1: song. photos of her car. Yeah. They're just beautiful. I have yeah. to get them down to you so you can see it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking over the break. Um, my dad worked with a, a gentleman who found, I, I want to say it was like a 49 Mercury, and it was found in a barn with a tree trunk growing through the <sighs> bot. You, you know, and it was just, he completely restored it. He turned it into a lead sled, which you have to, you know, body modifications and stuff. That's, you know, no, when you have a normal sedan, mm-hmm. lead sleds, they kind of have the higher doors with the smaller windows. It just has a more sleek mm-hmm. look to it. And. Um,
3: Billy Gibbons, the guitar player from ZZ Top, makes a ton yes, of those. Yes, yes, yeah. Collector. If you
1: want to know what one looks like, just look at a ZZ Top album yeah. cover. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and it. And it He used to take it to World of Wheels. It would be featured there. He's had it at Back to the 50s. And it was also featured in, I want to say it was one of Alan Jackson's music videos, and I can't remember which one.
3: I ain't got no hair.
1: No. (laughs) I think he still does. I'm just kidding. long locks. But... um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I've I've been around that culture, and I, and it's a good it's a good group of people. So
5: and one of our biggest challenges right now is attracting young people like yourself mm-hmm. to be part of that. And so, as MSRA is an association of car clubs mm-hmm. plus independent members, so we're not a car club, but we're an association mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And there are several car clubs that do have the younger, the twenties, thirties, forty-year-olds uh, in it that. I like the Remnants; is an extremely good one, and mm-hmm. um, there's some other ones that do it. Um, but that is our biggest challenge because even though we, all of our members and they have 67s and 72s and you know Camaros and the whole thing, the challenge is to keep that culture because what's good, what is our classic, will then become their classic with their own age group. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: I, I know more. Ma- I worked for Maury Wagner years ago, and he, I don't know if you know him, but he owns or owned Maury's Automotive Group. Mm-hmm. But he's a huge collector. He started out as a mechanic in the 50s in Long Lake and became a very successful and wealthy car dealer but he had a he has a garage in Long Lake that must have 250 cars in it. Oh my gosh. From pre-war Rolls Royces to, you know, some people are, ni- are lucky What's enough to have...
0: What's the
3: address and the garage code? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people are... If you ever want to go, we could we could go out there with Tom Ryan, actually, and go on a tour. Oh. You know, Some people have one first-generation T-bird. He's got like 12 of them all lined up. Well, this is the supercharging oh, and liked... all this sort of stuff. I love
0: Thunderbirds.
3: But when I talk to him about collecting, cool. he goes, you know, I'm old, so a lot of the stuff that I like isn't going to be as valuable anymore. If you really want to know what to collect and this leads to my next question figure out what boys who are now 50 to 65 years old wanted to own when they were 16 Mm, or 17 yeah the problem is i'm in that group now and the stuff that they made when i was 16 or 17 was terrible
5: you don't like gremlins
3: Mustang twos, Gremlins. I mean, I, I grew up in the seventies. These no, no. cars were awful. He owned, I a, owned Vega. a
2: Vega, the
0: Did worst really? car ever made. In the
2: okay, world. but I want to. I want to tell Linda my my favorite story about your Vega. Oh, 4 so, cylinder Vega. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what she owned. We're at a Christmas party at a friend's house. It's very cold outside, and one of the people that uh, was in attendance at the party owned a Rolls Royce. Right, so he goes out comes back and he goes my car won't start
3: <laughs> is this Jump? Danny Stevens yes. you told the
2: story before yeah. I know Danny she goes out and jumps his Rolls Royce with her Vega. <laughs> with,
3: um, it was, with
0: my cables. It
2: was my cables, too. It's one of my favorite car stories of all time. Oh, I know, they're
0: watching me. I'm like, they're like, you know how to do this? I'm like, it's not hard. Black to black, red to red. Well,
5: Room. that was me going, how do you
2: do that? How do you do that, Catherine? I don't know how to do that. You
5: just do it. That's oh. nah, What right a great my, story. My kids, because um, when my one daughter, each of the girls ended up with a car, but... Um, my middle daughter uh, was a cheerleader at Hopkins High, and, and she bought a, or we got her, a pickup truck. It was like, I think it was a 49 Chevy pickup truck. It's I stick made him shift. drive it. pickup truck. And our, all our girls know how to drive stick She actually taught them to change your oil and all this type of thing. All right. So uh, she is, she and I are going out, and, and uh, we stop at this little restaurant, and um, some of the guys there know her and stuff, and they said, Jamie, you want to drive your truck? You want to drive your truck? She said, sure, here's the key, and I'm looking at her. And I'm not going to say anything. I mean, she's 17 years old. This is her car. And uh, next thing I know, they come back, we don't know how to drive your car.
0: <laughs> they
4: did not know how to drive a stick shift. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. It I never
3: have, and I probably never will. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, It's I,
3: getting harder. I mean, mo- there are very few new cars yeah, that are made with, yeah. with sticks anymore. Oh, I suppose, yeah. like
0: teenagers having a pickup truck. It's like, you know,
1: it's a, if
0: somebody hits you, you got a lot of cars.
3: Yeah. The car
2: to get in the you.
1: Way. A lot of yeah. car to get in the way. I know one of I think it was my second, yeah, my second car. It was a, a 79 Mercury Cougar. Mm-hmm. And that thing had like six feet of hood. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a yeah. I had a horrible car. Oh, I remember, did Mercury? it have the
3: luggage uh, straps on the back no, trunk? That was an th- option. It was just like,
1: I didn't what have that idiot luxury I thought option. this looked good. No, it was it was a horrible cart, but it had air <laughs> it shocks. So car. when you would ride especially on the fruit, it was oh just God. like oh. oh. And the seats yeah. were so co- it looked like crap. Yeah, I had the, a, mar- <laughs> it was a
0: marquee. Yeah, I, I had a marquee. Mm. Remember Mercury those? Oh, with, sure. the, with the little weird portal right. windows the in That's the... called
3: an opera window. Opera <laughs> so you can see the opera and, and from the, the back seat. And the <laughs> padded
0: padded roof. It had a padded roof
3: kind of thing. out top. No, that's it. Oh, oh, it
0: was. I mean, I, yeah, I had a lot of cars Hideous. that I just could afford. That's why <laughs> I
1: bought them. <laughs> I know. My, it, it, finally, it finally crapped out on me. I was driving back from Bird Island with my cousin and all of a sudden I couldn't steer and I'm like oh no oh, dear god. I thought my yeah. power steering went out well come to find out my water pump seized up and it's oh, all in a god. belt system uh, So oh, then great. I literally had to put my foot up on the dash to tur- get my car on the side of the road because <laughs> I had no power steering <laughs>
6: Oh god! and the
1: only one to turn around and help us out was a semi truck driver oh, oh, he had to turn the nice. whole rig around Back in the good old wow. days. he comes uh, out yeah. with a couple jugs of water and <laughs> And I had antifreeze everywhere. Oh. So, why,
2: why did cars back in, was it, so we're talking mid 70s to early yeah. 80s? Why did they get like the Pacer and the Gremlin, as you pointed out? Why did the auto industry do that?
3: Oddly enough, it was because of the Middle East. So, if you remember, really? in, well, it's two things. The EPA went into law. And Nixon was president. I think it was 72. So, they, you know, we had a problem in this country, those of us that are old enough to remember. It didn't smell very good. There was a lot of pollution. And one of the things they went after was automobiles to try to clean up the emissions. Mm -hmm. And and secondly, the... Uh, the big oil embargo of, what, 74?
0: Yeah, the oil crisis.
3: All of a sudden, there's this push to make Mm. fuel-efficient cars, and Americans were terrible at it. I mean, we could make the coolest cars in the world. They were Eldo Baritz convertibles, and they got six miles of the gallon, which was cool (laughs) when gas was 15 cents.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, (laughs) So when you think about it, it was those two things that forced – Technology innovation in the 70s. They did the best they could, which was terrible. I mean, they didn't really have computers and no, cars yet. No, 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 there they was had no technology That's back right. then. So really they tried to do it all bad. mechanically, and so engines that used to make 400 horsepower. A late '70s Corvette, I think, is maybe 160 horsepower cars from the factory. Really? Mm. A Dodge Caravan today is 300. Wow. So well, why I do mean, they that have to be cool. so ugly. God, they're, well, that ugh.
0: Vega that I had—that was an, an aluminum, well. yeah, aluminum
3: engine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and that was supposed to be lighter and more fuel efficient. Right. And,
3: and Linda, that thing, Linda, will I tell you what the flaw with that motor <laughs> is, probably.
5: No. <laughs> okay. So
3: General Motors, it would have worked, but they didn't put steel sleeves in the cylinder pist- the Oh, cylinder God. Works. And aluminum's a soft metal, and yeah, so the melts. engines would self-destruct and melt, and if yeah. you got 20,000 miles out of a Vega motor, you were doing when pretty I well. When I very
0: first got that car, um, it used to just quit on the highway. <laughs> I would be driving it, all of a sudden, they,
3: very impressed. the engine would just quit. Yeah.
0: And I, my brother in law at the time
3: back then, was
0: working at uh, Hop in Hopkins, downtown Hopkins. There was a car dealership in Ho- downtown Hopkins.
3: Well, Hopkins, Hon- well, not in the 70s. Uh, yeah, 70s. 70s. Oh, you know, that might have been ours. So was it an Oldsmobile store?
0: Is mm, it so Towns I Edge? That
3: was Walder. Yeah, Towns Edge Old, baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was probably. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, late your, late 70s, early your 80s. Your brother worked
3: for Paul and Andrew's dad, yeah. probably. Yeah,
0: he worked in the body shop. There was a body shop down there. Anyway, so he, you know, I'm like, I have $400. What can I buy? So he's like, I got, there's a car. <laughs> it's $400. Bucks. So the thing is stopping this on is the technically highway. This is street
6: worthy. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, and I'm like, so I bring it back, and I'm like, they're like, well, nothing's wrong with it. I'm like. I'm going to die in this car. You have to fix it or get me a different car. I'm going to die in this car. Guaranteed. So they fixed it. I don't know what they did, but it stopped stopping on the highway or just good. cutting out. Sixty miles an hour, and so your engine just stops going. That's what,
6: that's what was happening to my car, like really? three, four years ago. I
0: thought they would have had that fixed by now.
6: It was a, it was just like a sensor or something that had died.
0: Oh, believe me, my Vega had zero sensors. Yeah, was no so. yeah, a there so. was a squirrel and a raccoon underneath the. But hood. I mean, hey, it's
6: still the engine turning off on yeah, the highway. That's very
0: dangerous. It's usually, but what I would engine. have
6: to do is I would have to turn the car off and then. Coast? Turn it back on while coasting on the highway.
2: Yeah, right. be careful neutral, doing I that. hope. Yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah, oh you have shifted.
0: God, how terrifying! And mine was a stick shift. My Vega.
2: It was Chrysler Baron convertibles.
3: Uh, Magnificent late, car.
2: Late '70s or oh, early '80s. Oh yeah,
0: Both. we love that car. Both. Mm-hmm.
3: So okay. they had two body styles. They had the big boat. I had the convertible. And then they had the smaller, which was basically a K car. Which was yeah. everything Chrysler made when they were coming out of bankruptcy in the early uh, We 80s.
0: thought that was one sexy beast, didn't we? In
3: 1980,
2: <laughs> I believe it was. That would make sense for the Chrysler yeah. convertible. I was working at Capitol Records and I. You worked get, at
3: Capitol Records?
2: Yeah, laugh it yeah. Up, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey,
2: the Beatles, I carried the Beatles for like. Uh, yeah, they would have been exactly nothing without know, you know, Tom. Exactly. <laughs> the exactly. Beatles wouldn't even exist. But I'm. Dr- this is ca- a car that's about six months old. Right? Because I would get a new car every year because I got a company car. So I get a new car every year. I'm driving down West Broadway, going east on West Broadway. I take a left on Penn Avenue, and the left front wheel fell off the car. Wow. That's that's always nice. What was that all about? I mean, it just, the tie rod snap. Oh, the
3: tie rod snap. The whole
2: thing. It uh, just came off the car and rolled down <laughs> a lot of rust. I'm guessing towards Saint Anne's School. Well, no, it,
0: and
5: nobody
2: no, found it, it was an in that neighborhood. Must have
3: built that one on Friday afternoon right <laughs> yeah, before yeah, Miller exactly. time.
1: You had one job to that. do. Yeah,
2: I just get attach that left front wheel for me if you would. That'd be great. You know, why I bought it though, Linda, because, uh, or I picked it out. I didn't buy it, but I picked it out because of uh, of the Mercedes convertible and American Gigolo. Remember, it kind of was it, it imitated that car a little bit. Well, I there it weren't was
0: very many convertibles then. I think Not they really. brought. I think that car brought back the convertible. They didn't may it? have. I yeah. loved it, it until the wheel gone fell for off. for a long yeah, time.
2: It was great, and as long as it had four wheels, it was wonderful. When we got down to three, I wasn't yeah. so wild
3: about yeah, it But Cars
0: anymore. are great when they're you know all intact and Yeah, they when they're run. intact, <laughs> they're that'd good. be good. That's always a good thing.
3: That yeah, was probably misbuilt, I would think. I was going to yeah. say somebody yeah, was probably. trying to steal your wheels, and you came out, but if the whole suspension came out, yeah. sure. that's usually a, a very it's difficult a way to steal a wheel. Air. Who it was, was probably,
2: trying to kill you, Probably Tom. somebody from Columbia or one of those other record companies trying to bump you. Yeah,
0: trying to bump you off.
3: Which in those days, when that car was made, they were tons of people that worked in these automobile factories oh yeah oh, the first yeah. time i went to a factory it was a hyundai factory in montgomery alabama and this was maybe 10 or 11 years ago i'd been in the car business for a million years and never been in one i walked in there i'm like
2: Where it's really quiet
3: and there's no people
2: yeah. oh it, it yeah was, it was
3: really it's it was cool
0: it's not of creepy, creepy though? it is
3: you know but there are some line workers still uh, a lot of engineers to make sure the computers are working that drive the line, oh. but the sophistication—they—they they send the car into the plant. It's got—they put the doors on it, uh, and then they start to assemble it. The robots do, and then they take the doors off after they paint it, so they can assemble the rest of the stuff. Okay. and then at the very end, the same doors that they took off reappear, and the robots bolt them on again. I'm like, Ooh. and this isn't just Hyundai. I've been to uh, yeah. more manufacturing plants since then and it's the technical sophistication is astounding i Uh, bet every once in a while they still make mistakes we had a uh, jeep wrangler at our chrysler store the other day it said renegade on one side and uh uh, Moab on the other there are two different trim levels it's like
4: guys oh just put God. the right sticker on and make sure it's the same
3: <laughs> but you build something day in day out every you know Joe yeah. from Louisville will attest Something's to this it, It's things get yeah. invisible every once in a while on the inspectors well there's still
0: are, people that have to calibrate everything that's right make yeah. sure everything's done right <clears throat>
3: But when I started selling cars in the 80s, it was really common to have those kind of mistakes where it would say Mercury Lynx on one side and Ford Escort on the other. Oh, so. God.
0: Now, would that be a collector thing? Yeah,
3: really. Um, I will tell you when we come back from break ah. a very famous collector story that has to do with badging. <coughs> okay. Really? We'll be right back.
2: Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me, having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutrimos help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutrimos weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Rod Lincoln. I
3: saw the Commander Cody in Lawrence, Kansas on his birthday one time. It was one of my favorite rock and roll shows ever. It was 105 degrees outside, and there was no air conditioning. When we walked outside after the show, it kind of felt chilly. But he he was on fire. He was having so much fun, and what a kick-ass band. Commander Cody. So here's the story about naming cars. In the 60s, uh, Nissan, and they were called Datsun in the U.S., set yep. up a dealer network, and they were Datsun selling their 240Z. first cars were the Patrols, which were basically big all-wheel drive. They looked like Land Cruisers. Well, they were building this new sports car uh, in the late 60s, and the president, the CEO of Nissan, was big into musicals. Okay. So he came up with a name That's for this right. car, and they called it the Fair Lady. Well, there was one guy who's a Japanese guy that set up the U.S. dealer network, and he goes, okay, we're selling against cars named Corvette, Stingray, Mustang, <laughs> Barracuda, Camaro, Javelin. I don't know if the fair lady is really quite a macho enough name, but you know the Japanese are very hierarchically, I uh, can't even say the word right, respectful, so you can't yes. just call them yeah. up and say, this is stupid. So he's like, hmm, well, you could, I'm going to take the engineering if, if designation for this car, and I'll make some badges, and when the first ship came into, I think it was LA or Portland or something like that, he and a bunch of guys went onto the ship and ripped off the Fair Lady badges and slapped on 240Z. Ah. And there are some Fair Ladies that they didn't get the name off of, and they're very, very collectible, even though it's a first-generation 240Z, which I think is a 72 or 3.
0: Wow, right. interesting.
3: Yeah. Mm. And if you remember the Nissan ads for the Z car probably 10 years ago, there was this mythical old white-haired Japanese guy on there, Mr. K. That's the, that was the actual guy that did it. Really? <laughs> yep. wow.
2: Can I tell my 240Z story, my Why not 240Z? I worked with a guy. Um, I grew up in the inner city in north Minneapolis. Worked with a guy, and he had a 240Z. And I'm over at his apartment. It was right... Uh, I thought they
0: were so cool, too.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, he loved that car. There's no question about it. Oh, those were, those were yeah. great cars. They so really were. I'm at his house, and all of a sudden he goes, what? Just says, what? And gets up and goes outside. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Whatever. So he doesn't come back, doesn't come back, doesn't come back. And I finally go, "Why?" Well, you better go find him. And he would park his 240Z right next to the apartment building. Because he just didn't want anybody messing with it or touching whatever. I went outside as I round the corner. I see the the uh, landlord, not the landlord. What do you call him? The building ma- uh, supervisor. What the hell are they call building
0: maintenance guy?
2: manager?
5: manager? Uh, yeah, like a man. Property yeah, the building manager, man- property
2: manager, whatever. He is standing on the hood of the two forty Z, tacking a for, for a rent sign on the wall.
4: Mm-hmm. And I look
2: up at him, and I look down at my buddy is pointing a long barrel 44 Magnum at the guy. Oh, you really <laughs> like that car? Oh,
0: my wow. God. That's maybe too went, attached. That's too whoa, attached
3: to Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, boys. <laughs> let's dial her back, shall we? Yeah. What the hell are you doing on his car, first of all? Yeah. I mean, he's literally tr- walking back and forth on the hood of this brand new 240Z. That's
3: Linda, a lot of crazy. gunfights it back to the 50s, but <laughs> not so much.
5: Not that I remember.
2: Yeah, my, friend, my friends <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go, not... apparently. I will never forget that. It looked like wow. he was pointing a cannon at him. I'm wow. like, oh, Okay, well, let's settle down here. I was a peacekeeper. What do you think of that action?
0: Like First it. time
2: in my life
0: to keep wow. that. Up.
2: But he did love that car, man. That <laughs> yeah. car was fast too. Yeah. No, Ooh, that cool. car was fast. Love it.
3: You before we went on the air, Linda, you were talking about inspecting these old cars. Tell me yeah. more about that because that's one thing that I think that people that aren't mechanically adept that might be interested in owning, you know, one of these cars that might be helpful.
5: The um, Minnesota State Grad Association has what's called a safety team and they do they're just kind of second set of eyes. Uh, it's actually a 16 or 23 point where they just check things. There are a lot of times when mistakes are made and unless someone with a second set like, of eyes forgot might
3: be to checked. weld on the uh the, the support of an eighty LeBaron convertible, yeah, for yeah like that, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. like
5: that. So, um, at all the car shows, or just a phone call, you know, you can drive over to an inspector's home, or they'll go to your home, and and there's no charge for it, and oh, nice. wow. it, it's just to take a look to make sure that it's going to drive safely for you. Um, so, if I'm somebody sa- wanted to
3: take advantage of that, how would they get a hold of the inspection squad?
5: Um, they can go to the MSRA.com dot com website okay. um, and the safety team uh, has its own webpage and there's a phone number there. Uh, inspection sheet is there, uh, and all those things that we different that we do. Um, they can contact me too absolutely.
3: If somebody uh, needed to get I've a hold of you because they had a, a timing issue, what mm-hmm. how would they get a hold of you? <laughs>
5: um, phone number seven six three. Two three two 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 three eight. All right. And both my husband and I. Al's been a safety inspector for over 20 years. I've been one for 15. But we look on the top side and the underside. And um, from fi- finding um, wires that are next to, uh, like brake lines next to a hot muffler. Ooh. No, no. You know cotter pins missing. Up
3: What's the worst thing you ever saw? And don't have to tell us who it was.
5: <laughs> um, There was a gentleman that had his car built before, number one, he talked to who was going to be the installer for his exhaust system. Um, And when he was told that an exhaust system could not be put on it because, and this is the reason A, B, C, and D, he went and had somebody put on it. It was not a good thing. Mm. It was not a good thing. And exhaust systems, I think you all know, they need to come out behind the front door. Not in the cab. Not not inside, (laughs) not in the cab. Straight out the back, that's right and this one was not designed oh and he it, could have and that was died winding. yeah That's and scary. It, it's in talking about the exhaust one of the things that happened with my husband I was working in Hudson and he calls me and says I don't feel good and unbeknownst to me he had been working in the 39 in winter with the garage door closed and he mm. was just going to turn it on to do it he knows better he knows better um, but it ran a little too long. Well, to make a long story short, um, police came. He ended up down in the, the oh, wow. downtown. Oh, and they told him if he had waited 20 minutes, he would have been dead. Ew. So wow, the exhaust that that from fast. a car coming into your cabin yeah. or the exhaust <laughs> oh, you know God. in your home, you just need to be careful. Probably but, a good I mean, idea if you do at.
3: that to have a carbon monoxide detector in your garage. Yeah. That's a big she problem with really boats, actually, yeah. because yes. oh, is it? The, yeah, well, you know, in a car, that all that exhaust will go down underneath and out, but in a boat, it just stays right on top of the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that happened last year, you. in like Killed Minnetonka, a little yeah. girl died. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was actually three years ago. And, three years ago? Um, oh my God. Yeah. Ellie <laughs> Swenson, who was on that, the mother was a friend of hers. she oh, was She's an ER doc, I think, at Hennepin uh, General. Yeah. So it's not like they Horrible. were just not paying attention. No. Right.
1: Yeah, we have a caller.
2: What are you looking at me
1: That's for? I'm just saying we have a caller. Is Fire away. Who is it? It's Joe from
3: Louisville. All right, we're talking. Joe uh, works at the uh, Ford plant in Louisville. Ah. Joe, what do you got, bud?
6: Well, I was calling in. You know, you were saying about how you do so many cars and things just become automatic, and you know, some, once in a while you're going to miss it. When I when I turn on my uh, AC compressors, I... Uh, there are times that I have to go back and look at the look at the one I just did to make sure that I did everything. it, it it'll just becomes so automatic that sometimes you just blank everything out.
3: Yeah, I can understand that happens. The worst job I ever had, and I lasted a day. It was in uh, Tempe, Arizona. I was seventeen, and I got a job as a purse inspector at a purse factory. What? Yeah, it was awful. So I spent four hours inspecting purses as they went by in the line, and then I met some young—this is in the 70s, and the statute of limitations has run out. He worked in the uh, freight department, and he says, hey, let's go out and smoke pot. And I thought, "That, that sounds good to me.
0: Sure. Breathing all those the, leather tanning fumes. It, it smoke made the hot. day. It made
3: the day crawl by. So I totally get the, the what can happen of your the mindlessness yeah. of assembly work. I understand. That's why I always cut uh, people a, a slack when we get cars in, and it doesn't happen much anymore. But you do see it once in a while. So,
6: uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. What? What's up? Go ahead. Oh, uh, we have, uh, well, they they inspect the cars as they're going along, make sure things get done right. Um, we have repair guys at the end of the, like I'm on the motor line, so we have guys at the end of the motor line that kind of take a look to see if everything's done right. And if it's not, they'll correct it and come back to the supervisor and the supervisor will come talk to us. Now, there's, there's, um, <clears> there's, <throat> With the new ones that we're doing right now, uh, I have to uh, plug in a couple of uh, wires, and there was one that wasn't plugged in all the way. And they always they always tell us good policy to get into is to push on it, pull it, and push it back. Because if it pulled, if you didn't push it in all the way, it's going to come off. It's not. It's going to register as not connected down the line. Well, apparently, one was done like that. One didn't get pushed in all the way. And I just told the engineer that came not talk to me about it, say, hey, it wasn't me. I don't do that. Because so my thumbs are sore from doing it all day. <clears throat> right now, we're only doing about 225 engines. We're looking at, after the contract is ratified, we're probably going to be ramping up to 11-hour days and doing seven, 800 engines a day. Wow. 700, 800 trucks a day. Oh, uh-huh. well, per shift.
2: Now, now, Joe, I have to ask you a question. When do you think they'll come and arrest you like the guy from the UAW?
6: Not me, brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not How about that, Joe? Joe, you first sent that over to me. What is going on with the United Auto Workers?
6: Well, um, last contract, it was one plant that had to report in. And at the time, the... Uh, Vote was forty-three to fifty-seven against the uh, contract ratification. <clears throat> one plant reported in, and it shifted to fifty-one percent for the contract. Um, from what I understand, there's a lot of strong army going up and di- going on up in the plants in Michigan, and one guy was pissed enough that he actually filed a lawsuit against the union, the International Union. And I guess that started raising some eyeballs. This has been going on for about four or five years now. Right. And uh, the International Union vice president retired like two years ago because he didn't want to get involved with this stuff. And like I said before, Gary Jones has been in office for less than a year. Right. Uh, Williams retired, and they held an election. A friend of mine uh, from Michigan actually ran to get the uh, president's job, but since he wasn't going along with the paradigm of everybody, they chose somebody else instead. Because Brian said that when he gets in, if he gets in there, he's cleaning house. They didn't like that, so they put somebody else in there.
3: Oh, oh boy!
6: Now it's the feds that are the cleaning house.
2: Yeah, going to their homes, literally cleaning house. It's true. Yeah, I hate to see that happen. And the auto industry has, had, over the years, had so many problems with that, with the, you know the Jimmy <laughs> Hoffas of the world, and now this again pretty amazing well it
3: actually goes back to the 20s Henry Ford. <coughs> it does was, yeah, yeah Henry right. Ford was not a big fan of labor unions <laughs> no, let's he was put not. it that
2: way he was not I think it's amazing Joe thank you
3: yeah okay uh, so always interesting to hear somebody that actually builds <laughs> the cars
0: yeah that is interesting yeah.
3: We've got to get you back sometime, and you should get her on the morning show when they do Back to the 50s. Yeah, we should. That would be fun. That would be, be a awesome. lot of fun, absolutely. Yeah. Our audience be...
2: would love that.
3: How many people go to that, roughly? What is your attendance um, like?
5: You know, uh, it varies depending on the weather, but it can be anywhere from fifty to 100,000. I mean, seriously. Wow. Oh, that big difference. That's, That's crazy. crazy. What's going on. So last year, <clears throat> we dropped down just a little bit, not that much, um, because the weather forecasters had everybody scared to death. you know and, and some of our cars didn't come because of the forecast and stuff but uh there, you mean the
3: Trailer Queens? You can say it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Those are Some people are so particular about the cars that they've restored that they don't actually really drive them very much. They go from oh, place yeah. to place in a trailer, so yeah, we the have vernacular trailer parking. is Trailer Queens. Yeah, we do. So cars. the people that drive their cars around, they kind of look down their nose at yeah. the Trailer mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Queens. God. But you know what's kind of fun with 50s is that we, I mean, it's not a trophy show. There's no awards or anything like right, it. It's right. just a family-come <clears throat> fun you know, have a wonderful time, see the cars, and whether you know you own one or not, own one. Mm-hmm. So, oh,
2: it is great. Catherine loves them.
3: I yeah, hear they're... the best time to buy a car is the last, is the Sunday afternoon before the show is over.
5: You know, you've got, and I would say, and then it depends on where they're from because we probably lose about a third of the cars on Sunday because people are heading home. Oh, mm. I see. Okay. So attendance drops down mm. on that. Um, there are a lot of cars that just have. Windows stickers saying for sale. And hopefully they have their phone number because the owners never seem to be around. But then they also do have the auction, and uh, he's very, very fair at the auction too. But yeah, a lot of cars are bought and sold there. And there are a lot of cars that hadn't been planned on being sold and end up
3: well, yeah, I, from what I understand, a lot of the conversations go like this: Yeah, I found this uh, thirty-seven Ford. Okay, you can buy that, but you got to get rid of the you know the forty-eight <laughs> Chev really? first. Right.
5: Darn it! That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it and, and the really fun thing is the one who is when they find the car and they really like it and like anything else, if you don't do it, then you go back and come back. Your car probably won't be parked in the same place. That's right. And trying to find that Amazing. one little car out of another almost twelve thousand. Sometimes hard
3: to do. Linda, it was great having you on. That wraps up another episode of Car Selling Secrets. I gotta rename this thing because it's really none of this is secret information, (laughs) but it is really interesting. How about
2: Doug's Garage? There we Uh, go. That should that'd be
3: a highly Google search term.
2: Doug's Garage. We've never heard of that before.
3: Thank you very much. That wraps up Car Selling Secrets. We'll see you next Thursday. Thank you. (laughs)